You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. Rapino gets the crossing. It's towards one Can you believe it? It's another weekend upon us and an early show. That's right, an early show. Why are we doing an early show? Because we have a very special guest this week, but I'm only going to turn it over to Perk because Perk's going to Perk's gonna introduce somebody, and then that person's going to be introduced because there's like so many things. Going on. It is the Real Football Show. We're so glad you could tune in to us. ESPN 1480 and 101.5 FM. Perk. Take it from here. Oh, oh yeah, because we do have a, a, a very, very special guest, our biggest guest we've ever had, and I don't feel qualified to even introduce her. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Since we have American Outlaw founder, Corey Donahue, in the studio, who, up until now, him and Brunken have been our biggest guests. So I'm going to turn this over to you, Corey. To great. You. Yeah, turn it to the guy who's not on the radio every week. And <laughs> Dude, you're is, a great talker, though. You're a great talker. And has allergies. And, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's my pleasure to introduce Lori Lindsay, uh, former. I, I know her from being on the U.S. women's team. Uh, she played in the 2011 World Cup, which I watched on my television. Played and, in the uh, World Cup. Played in the World Cup. Unbelievable, yeah. We have a The World biggest Cup. stage of all soccer. Yes. Yeah. It's all, the biggest all stage. sports, I say. Y- yes, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to yes. think yes. if we've yes. ever had a World Cup player in Lincoln. I guess Landon Donovan was here one time. But his dad was like selling a house or something. We got Lori in studio, which is awesome. Yeah. So, does anybody have a resume? Like, can you like run down all Lori? I no, mean, you I, I could rattle off everything that I know, and you could correct me. <laughs> so, Perfect. yeah, you played in uh, the NW, NWSL for a while. Yep. In previous iterations of the NWSL, maybe is that correct? Yeah. So I'm um, one of four players actually to play in all three of our pro league. So the oh, others yeah, okay. are um, Abby Wambach. Most okay, people sure. know just by Abby. Everybody knows that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shannon Box and Christy Rampone. So the four of them. Okay. So I don't know if that's about longevity or if you're just old, right? <laughs> right. And so, you, yeah, you, so you played in that and you played a. I, I I can't remember now exactly the number of caps, but I think you, somewhere in the 30s yep, for the U.S. Right. women's team, including appearance in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you're alternate for the Olympics? Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Which is also cool. Do you get yeah. a gold medal being an alternate? We don't get a gold medal, but it was basically the exact same thing as being on the team. I mean, we did everything. We okay. were, oh, see, you were there. We, you were oh, this yeah. in London, right? We were this there. Is we London trained. I, I actually, we always joke, the four of us alternates, I'm like, I think we did more than the people that are actually playing. <laughs> like, like, why are we doing extra? Like, you, there's players that are on the bench. So you're like, you're I think the thing that needs to be mentioned, though, is Lori's actually in town for a couple of reasons. First of all, Lincoln Calling, yep. which yes. is, you know, the big kickoff is tonight, five different venues downtown. You're like, Lincoln Calling, that's all about liking, you know, local music and, and bands and everything. Well, she's also part of, the, of this huddle crew that's going on and even Nebraska soccer tonight as well. Yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff going on. Because it's a wellness speech you're giving, kind of, right? Yeah, so like, from my understanding with Lincoln Calling, you're exactly right. It's local bands, right? And it's all about music. And there's they, art and craft beer yes. and food and it's everything. It sounds like an amazing event. 15 years ago. Cool, yeah. Um, oh, last year. But they've added a wellness portion to it. 
So, which supposedly is getting some good praise as well. So, I'm on a, pa- a wellness panel tonight. So, flying in and out. And but I know it's great. a quick turnaround, but we're am, glad right? you're here. So it worked out perfect. So cool that you could come in and just spend an hour with us. As we and we're actually going to have this show is going to go up Thursday. Those of you listening already know this because you'll know the show is going to go up early <laughs> on Thursday because we wanted to help you know uh, push her gig and then of course maybe Nebraska soccer tonight as well. Oh yeah, and they're playing Indiana women's soccer. Who are in the Boom. elevators with me at the graduate <laughs> hotel? And I'm from Indiana. Did they, so did they know like, who you were? So, Did anybody recognize yeah, you? That's what we were talking about in the car. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sometimes people recognize, and I think when they're when I'm like, you're very distinct hair. like a teen mom. Uh, at this point in time, I think most of them are like. Mm, I feel like I should know who you are, but I can't quite figure it out. And she also does look like Megan Rapinoe a little yes, bit. Yes, so people so. like, I know who you are. And I'm like, no, you don't. You <laughs> think you know who I am. You're very close, while, right? Yeah, because... every once in a while people are like, you're Lori. And I'm like, great. Okay, you do know. <laughs> so Lori Lindsay, you'll know her because she has this really awesome head of blonde hair. <laughs> but she has these arms and shoulders that you do not expect to see on a soccer player, on a football player. You just do not expect to see that. Yeah, it's um, post-playing. <laughs> so you get this after you stop playing. Yeah, very qualified to speak on women's fitness, I would say. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. So, you know, things that we need to talk about, obviously, there's, you know, some big news with the U.S. women's soccer team. And, uh, you know, the the uh, the lineup's been announced, you know, at least, uh, you know, the crew. Speaking of number of caps, man, that this, this lineup is loaded with caps. Yeah. I mean... Carly Lloyd, obviously, 200. I mean, are you, I assume you're happy with this roster that just came out for the, the, the women are qualified. They have to qualify starting in October 4th is the first game. Mm-hmm. And, right. and it, unlike the men, it's, it's very quick. Like it'll all be done before the end of October. I want to say it only goes yeah, a couple for weeks. two, three weeks. So did you feel like you stepped away at the right time that you were like, I'm good. I, yeah. I did what he needed to this do. This is what I always say. And I joke about this though, too. It's like <laughs> when, when other things outside of playing, um, started to become, more in the forefront for me. I knew it was time to step away and like I was getting older and this is where I joke is when I played so- soccer longer than my coach was alive, I was like, mm, oh. that's probably ah. a key. <laughs> time to step away. <laughs> so yes, the 35-player preliminary roster has been submitted to CONCACAF. So there it is. Um, and and it's, it's everybody you would know and even some new names in there too. Yeah, I think it's a good, good mix of old and young, you know, because, yeah. I mean, but very on the experience side. Anybody missing from there you'd like to see? Have you seen the roster? I can give you the roster here. By the way, USA versus Mexico, women, October 4th, Thursday nights, Fox Sports. Maybe you can come back to Lincoln and watch a game with us at Captain Jack's. <laughs> that would be fantastic. It would be Chapter 001, so it's the very first. And, of course, the cool thing about having Corey here is uh, – You've seen from the other side of this, from the field of the American Outlaws and their presence at soccer games, football games. You you've seen this. You you've seen these crazy people, you know, who go to these games. <laughs> you point at me and call me crazy. That's very hurtful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is unbelievable. It is. It's a like, movement. So you started a movement. You. It is unbelievable. <laughs> and I was at the 2015 doing some like behind the scenes work. So when we were downtown in sure. Vancouver, right? Yep. I happened to be walking, and it was like such a fun scene. It was just incredible, with so much energy, right? And here come the American Outlaws, and I'm like, yes, no and way. like blend, oh. get right into the we have amazing, whole mix and stuff. Uh, yeah. There's an amazing video out there of our march to the stadium for yeah. the final in Vancouver. It we was, should put that up on the Facebook page. Oh, we'd love I'll to find it for it. you. It, okay, but, yeah, because people get the the feel for that. It was <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, took over the took over the street. Mm-hmm. It was no it was amazing. Yeah, that well that was a perfect the, the final you said. Yeah, so it that was, was like yeah. a perfect time of day, right? If I remember, it was like early early afternoon mm-hmm. or something. It was July fifth, mm-hmm. you know, which I mean, you know, they probably don't. So, but that was just a perfect. Yeah, the time timing was good being in Canada. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I didn't get I didn't get to go to that game, but I was at the Winnipeg game against Sweden. Yeah, I was there too. Long, uh, <laughs> long, long flat drive for a nil-nil yeah. draw, but it is what it is. Right? Uh, Winnipeg's <laughs> interesting, and if there's anybody from Winnipeg, this isn't a knock because I've been there a number of times. But it feels like it's like still in 1995. <laughs> Except they have these like funky coffee shops, and you go in, and it's like oh, right, 2015 right. at the time we were there, and then you'd walk out in like 1995. <laughs> That's what Lincoln. We're up to yeah. we're up to 1998 in Lincoln, so <laughs> we're really kicking out. USA Mexico October. We have three games in six days. USA-Mexico October 4th, USA-Panama October 7th, and USA versus uh, Trinidad and Tobago. (laughs) That still sticks in a guy's mouth. Ah. Eagle-eyed viewers will see that's the exact same date as last year, so it's exactly one year and against Trinidad. So October ah, 10th. Uh, that's the exact. Wow. Okay. It's like swallowing glass. It's uh, yeah. You <laughs> see that all together, and you're like, hopefully it won't come back to bite us. All those soon. games taking place in North Carolina. I'm assuming that you may be, you know, calling some of these, one of these, any of these games. Um, I'm actually not. It's Fox has the right. So Allie <sighs> Wagner from I'm pretty sure is doing those games. Um, and she's awesome. Yeah, she's fantastic, Super and what an incredible job she did for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. But you work for BN Sports, which I just lost on DirecTV. What the <laughs> hell? They're just Everyone's jerking tra- channels away from us. Yeah, I'm starting to do some work with BN Sport, which is awesome, and obviously they do more European and the Spanish League and La Liga and then Ligue with the French League. Um, so yeah, that's a whole different ball game. But. Do you have to do anything in Spanish, or can no? Because you, there are can you speak Spanish? Spanish? Uh, no, I mean I know a few words, which is appalling because I took so many years of Spanish in oh middle school and high, throughout high school and some in college. So it's like embarrassing at this point in time. But um, yeah, the, it's it is fantastic, a whole different ball game. But I think with those U.S. games, I'm I'm pretty sure it's Allie that'll do those. Awesome. So either that way, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. We learned that this summer. To those of us that watch the World Cup, she yep. did a Fantastic lot of fantastic uh, analysis. Oh, oh, she's great. Yeah. Um, oh man, I forgot what I was going to say. I well, said, Julie Bowery's really good too when she has a voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the last game she had oh, to yeah, do. Oh, so, yeah. so our World Cup spot is on the line with this. This is qualifying for the ladies. Yeah. yeah. There should be no problems here at all. We yep. should just go right through this. Because two of those four, so two of those four go to the semifinals, right? Yeah. So sure. like, well. The, Good. Because there's another bracket, too, yeah. playing in. Texas. Then it goes to knockout, which is down in Texas. Which is group of four. There's yeah. two groups of four. Yeah. Two of each group go to the semifinals. Yep. And then whoever wins those two semifinals automatically qualifies. But then there's the third place game. The winner right. of that automatically goes oh, so also. Three? So mm-hmm. three of these eight teams are going. Yeah, Listen, we, we learned our lesson the hard way back oh. in 2010 in Cancun. So Really? Yeah, so it, prior, until they expanded the, the World Cup with the number of teams, it used to just be whoever made the final, regardless of who won, would okay. would make it to the World Cup. And we ended up losing to Mexico in the semifinal. So then we had to oh. play a home and away match versus Italy to be the last team. Oh, Ooh. no way. It was... Squeeze in. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know uh, that. It was, it was, Italy, too. I, I assume uh, they're decent. Yeah, it was like Cancun was like the best trip turned to the worst trip. <laughs> ever this is going to be so much fun. This is terrible. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5, 1480 AM. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. United at the start of a new campaign now, seven without reply. 
Okay. It is a real football show on ESPN FM 101.5, 1480 AM, of course, on Facebook. And, yes, our Twitter is back. In fact, our Twitter is back. And Laura Lindsay is going to help us do our first tweet. That's right. We, we had to ditch <laughs> our old. We had to, we had to ditch our old Twitter account. Long story. I, anyway, so we have a new Twitter. And Laura We've got Lindsay's plenty gonna, of time. I want to hear the story. No, I'm just. <laughs> very boring. Uh, the email was set up wrong through work. So oh, it, I exactly, it, I told you it was boring. <laughs> it, it, anyway, so she's going to help us be our, our first tweet because we set it up last week. And Perk's like, you got to get it fired up because she's got like sixty thousand followers, man. We, we got to help the show. And I'm like, okay, I'll get it done. So I like. Man, Got you also get 60,001. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything to it. I, in fact, I gave Perk the password, and I'm like, here, take this thing. Hey, this Deal is Nebraska's it. largest yeah, the soccer password, only the show. Password. Oh, yeah, right. I say, okay, okay. The password is password. <laughs> it's one, two, three, four. Anyway, so, you know, uh, Lori Lindsay joins us. Uh, I, I, I want to say professional soccer player. I think, I think that's, that's probably an okay thing to say. Who who have you met you know on the pitch or you've been to games and you've you know brushed elbows or brushed with greatness with somebody who is like you know a, a football you know, soccer who is that person who who is I like oh my gosh I I I'm shaking you know from meeting God, this you person had half of them on your team I yeah, yeah. <laughs> right I mean because when you play so fortunate I mean yeah. I would say almost everybody that I played with I mean right. at that level it's I always laugh too because it is such the elite of the elite and. That's like the mentality when I finished playing too. That's the mentality I still had, and I was well, like, "Wait, wait you, a your second. Your World Cup team alone is is Abby Wambach oh, and yeah. Megan Rapinoe. It's uh, uh, Carly Lloyd. Was I mean, that's those are your three like possibly three of your best of all time. Yeah. And, um, oh, Al, was she on that team? Alex Morgan on that team? Uh, she, yep. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Was she wow. was like our the, like the super sub. She yeah. was home okay. and it was a mate. It was the wildest thing. She was scoring. We called her baby horse at the time, and she was like, <laughs> you know, the way she, the way she was that. running. She was like all over. We were like, whoa, what's happening? But she was scoring goals. And now she has 147 caps. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's <laughs> insane. I would say my my number one, the player that was so amazing, so humble, um, who I was fortunate to be t- teammates with, but then also played against in that 2011 World Cup was Amari Sawa from Japan. I was going to by ask far. You, okay, okay, she was. She's unbelievable. And what makes it so amazing, too, we'd be doing like 1v1s like on the Washington spirit, right? And like, yeah. she's like, Laura, I'm not very good at 1v1s. And then I never saw the ball again. Like, I was like, <laughs> well, you're a liar as well. And so, <laughs> well, her version I mean, of not very good is yeah. different than regular people. But it was just good. like her, her, her demeanor as a teammate, um, how she carried herself on the field, just her understanding of the game, her technical ability, especially as a center mid. And that's why I was. And, Obviously, I'm a soccer purist. With that, she was. It was. She's was fantastic. She, was she on the Japan team that beat us that year in yeah. 2011? What, yeah, she was what, our captain. What would I remember her from specifically on that team? Did she take a shot in the shootout, or did she score she, a goal or anything? And I'm pretty sure she did score in regular one of the overtimes or regular time. Yeah, she basically oh. led her team to that championship. Okay, okay. She was, and she was World Player of the Year that year too. Yeah. If I, we should look that up, but I would bet money on that. Yeah, she's unbelievable. So okay, so then then I'm gonna this I'm gonna flip it over now. What team have you played against that was like, man? I actually want to punch these chicks. <laughs> I, I want to lay one of these players out because they're Japan. Really? I didn't want to hurt them because like they were mean or vicious on the field. We just couldn't ever get the ball a lot of the time. <laughs> no so kidding. it worked towards our advantage a lot of the time because simplest terms, we were more athletic than they were in terms of if we did need to play direct, a lot of times if it was a smart ball in behind, we could beat them, right? Right. But if we 
wanted to, if we were going to try to play, their technical and tactical understanding of the game was, but they were beatable because of like, they played as a team, right? So individually okay. our brilliance in terms of some of the technical ability that we'd bring, but also, as I mentioned, athleticism. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, if, if we, if they had the ball and they were working the firing on all cylinders, look out, they were they're unbelievable. That's and I feel like they're going through a little bit of a transition, right? I mean, there's every team right. has that. So it depends on how they show up for this next summer's World Cup. But yeah, whoa, lights out. Surprises so, me because I would have guessed Brazil because the semifinal. Yes. Of that tournament was like the biggest slugfest I, I remember. And, mm-hmm. you know, a- Abby's goal at the that sent it into the shootout, if I, if I remember right. Yeah, that was the quarterfinals, actually. Yeah, yeah. quarterfinals. Quarter yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of the few, like, U.S. soccer YouTube highlights that I go back and watch because it gets me every time. Like it gives me the chills <laughs> oh, every time. If you get it from the, I think it was at Christy Rampone that steals it at the end line on the other end, then plays it to so. like Shannon Box and a Carly. And they, if you watch the whole sequence, it yeah. is unbelievable and it will give you chills. So if you're listening, definitely YouTube it. It is one of the greatest yeah, sporting moments ever. And it's up there. Ian Dark has an amazing call Great on call, it. And he, yeah. I mean, he's, it's up there with, you know, uh, go, go, USA. Yeah. yeah, it was the year after <laughs> Landon Donovan's. That's my Ian Dark impression. You know, <laughs> I, I, I watch it a lot, too, with that one and Landon Donovan's, because Dark, Ian Dark's call is phenomenal. And, and he pretty, I don't want to ruin it for people. He pretty much gives up. Yeah. Oh, well, so my favorite story of that tournament, though, yeah, you're is on the that— You're watching this. Yeah, yes, you got the best is, view in the house. Um, <laughs> and this is for— uh, being on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite soccer moments, even though we were on the bench. But me and Becky Sauerbrunn, obviously the captain of our women's national team now, yeah. we were a long time, when she lived in D.C., we were long time training partners and oh, awesome. good okay. friends. So I was just going to halftime of that game for Shannon Box to like rest, right? Okay. But then early in the first half, um, Rachel um, gets a red card. She gets thrown out of the game, so we go down to 10 men. So our whole game plan's like shot at that point in time, right? And so we... Becky Sauerbrunn and I have been warming up for a good, like, 120 <laughs> minutes, right? And so, and at this Very point time, I've gone through every single motion. Like, we've been crying on the sidelines. <laughs> we're, like, ecstatic, right? And before that goal, uh, Becky and I were there still warming up. And, you know, on the side boards that are, have all the advertisements, and they're flipping <laughs> yeah, constantly, of course. right? Yeah. And so Becky and I are, like, on the verge of tears again. We're, oh, my God. We're, like, we're going to be the first team out, the earliest ever, ever yeah. a team mm-hmm. um, U.S. women's team has gone out. And then all of a sudden, one of the boards flip, and it says, believe. And no. Becky and I are like, believe! Like, you know, we're going crazy. So, like, believe! And the next thing we know, like, Abby's scoring, and it's like, Oh my god! It was like, 120 yards from you know. Pro, actually, it was amazing. That when yeah. it covered wow. all the ground, it covered. So oh, it was such. It now I'm like tired thinking about it. How exhausted! <laughs> I don't even know how we made it through <laughs> France in the semifinals. Like our ability to bounce back from that game, just the emotional energy that was um, put out in that. Ga- oh god, it was just insane. Yeah, so. we'll have to put that on there on, on the because that's an, on, I watch it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Were you Rapino's roommate at that time? Because I saw some. Like I Googled you before I came here, yeah. <laughs> like as you do, and uh, I saw that you were Rapino's roommate for a while, right? Oh, uh, we're correct? yeah, best we're friends. Up? We're best okay. friends. We um, when we were playing, we were you had a like usually about three three to four players that you would rotate that you could choose with roommates. But Meg and I were always yeah. yeah. Roommates that we was she do uh, was she particularly walking tall that night <laughs> like, <laughs> after sending across that that cross to Abby like. Or was she unbearable to be around? Her? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> it was. Uh, we were all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a great question, actually. But I always say that that is the 
that is a tournament and that was a game that has changed the course of women's soccer in the United States. And I think I would potentially even put that up worldwide, just in the fact that prior to leaving for that World Cup, we played at Red Bull Arena. And we played in Mexico, and we were, there was only about 5,000 fans at that mm-hmm. game, which was, didn't seem like that crazy at that point in time because we had gone through so many ebbs and flows leading up to a World Cup and then it, like some lulls and then coming back into a World Cup. And so 5,000 fans, then we go to that tournament. And then I think baseball was on strike. Basketball had just ended. And it was like everything collided and everyone was watching. You, ESPN you guys did a fantastic job. You, yeah. yeah. And it was like all eyes were on us. And then that moment, it couldn't get any better. That's and great. then from there, I don't think we played in front of fewer than 15,000 fans on the, with the women's team. It is just put. And then that has like catapulted us consistently. And then I think. Why I say worldwide, though, is because it's been leverage for other national teams to see what we have done um, in terms of leading the way. And then I feel like for us, it's the next stages to help these other countries, like their federations, to invest in them. Exactly. Lori Lindsay joins us uh, today on our show, which, of course, uh, we're putting up early on Thursday. She's part of Lincoln Calling tonight. Uh, she's part of the Huddle Crew with doing a, a wellness clinic that's happening. Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, keep in mind, Husker women play soccer tonight. They take on Indiana at the Hib, and then they've got Purdue on Sunday. Husker women might, right now uh, record stands at five, three, and two overall. And they're not doing too bad. They're not doing the greatest, but you know they, if they beat can, a ro- they beat a ranked team on the road, yep. NC State. If we can, if we can, you know, roll these two wins over the next couple of days, I think that'll help them yeah. quite a bit because then they go to Penn State and then to Ohio State to play, uh, and then they'll be back for American Outlaw Nights, which October fifth, Friday, October fifth. It's gonna be a blast 5th. against Iowa. Okay, so you know I could talk about you know everything that's right about the women's team, but then we'd almost need an entire segment of everything that you saw. When the men disappointed the United States, and and that's a fact that we were as a country oh, disappointed, so. <laughs> you know, to not make it into the World Cup this past summer, and so I'm sure that there's a lot of things that maybe you saw, which there's so many things right about women's soccer. How could there be so many things that were wrong about men's soccer? Just when I was over us getting not getting the World Cup, he brings it back up. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll I think that that's sometimes um, a lot wrong with hold that. Hold that thought. <laughs> You're listening to the Real Football Show on ESPN <laughs> FM 101.5 and 1480 AM. You're listening to the Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. It's too bad at this point, but they're not enjoying this. In by Shaker, it's dangerous. Oh, real Season, they lead in stop it, Fiorentina's got the top to game from right in front of goal. It could be the top that saves their season. 5-4. Wow. Wow. Absolutely well, Phil. You're listening to a football Christmas show Palace. on ESPN oh, FM 101.5, 1480 AM. And, of course, on demand when you want to, ESPN1480.com. You can get this show. Well, you're getting this show actually Thursday. You're getting it early because Lori Lindsay's with us. And she is part of Lincoln Calling and... And of course, she may be even going to the Husker women's soccer game tonight. Maybe going to that. It's It'd be nice if you can make your, it. Your plate is, is be tough. Your, <laughs> your dance card is full, or you've got plenty of things that you can do. No doubt in Lincoln, Nebraska, no less. Okay, so we've talked about the women. We obviously touch on the men for just a bit. I mean, I don't mean touch actually touch them, but like <laughs> to actually get into the things that they're making 22. right now. Now we're seeing things go right with the younger guys coming up. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, were you directing that at me? I or? mean, I, I believe that we're going in the right direction. We've seen everything that was going on. Our team was I, aging. A lot of aged guys. It's like, I, we, we got to cut this off, guys. we got to cut off the, the high end. That kind of leads into my question for Lori, that, or one of them that I had is, um, we're almost a year now from not qualifying for the World Cup. We haven't hired a coach in that year. <laughs> it took us until last month just to get a general manager for the men's team only. Mm-hmm. They're looking at, they haven't hired one for the women's team yet, I believe. Um, I, I think I that, machine, that machine is fine. I think the women's side, that machine is... Well, but yeah. Well, I, I guess from your two-part question, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think um, we've had a missed opportunity in the last year in taking forever to hire Ernie Stewart and seems to be people are confident in him um so that's part a and then part b what kind of direction do you think the women's gm would have um for the women's side i guess and i mean it's different because the men are kind of perpetual underdogs on the world stage and the women are the top dog on the world stage so mm-hmm. i guess it'd be a big difference in what you want in a general manager maybe or maybe not i don't know yeah, I mean, I think those are all good questions. How much hands-on is there with the general manager? I mean, he oversees things, but how much real hands-on is there? Yeah, history. I mean, I think that's a, a good question is, have they even come out with exactly what the requirements of the general manager? And that could look different on both sides, right? I mean, obviously, we talk about Ernie Stewart, so he would have an idea of what his requirements are. But for the women, I don't even think they've said what that position actually looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. as you mentioned, yeah, we are rolling along on the women's side for most parts, but I think it, uh, an area of concern is the youth. Um, we aren't we aren't winning youth championships, right? Is that right? And so, yeah, and we're we're getting out in like the the group play. I didn't realize and that. And so, yeah, so it hasn't been as um, successful in that part. And, you know, obviously, those are the players. So, I think kind of just taking a look, and it doesn't always. There isn't always a need to panic in that regard, too, because there's years of development and we're producing so many players. But I think if you look on a whole, our understanding of the game, are we putting out the best knowledgeable soccer players with the athletes that we have, right? Or are we just consistently going with good good athletes that we're hoping to like teach soccer to? Mm-hmm. Um, Do they already and, know soccer or are they already good at soccer? Well, I think sometimes that's a, that's a question, right? Is that like, mm-hmm. hey, are, are some of these higher IQ players that we feel maybe aren't as athletic are getting overlooked. And and sometimes I think, yeah, just our, how we're identifying players is, is, is tough. Yeah. Yeah, And that's why we have the DA, right? That's supposed to help identify players. But I think that's a different beast also as well on the women's side compared to the men, because the DA is not allowing um, these young players to play high school soccer. I mean, I just think that we have to be open-minded that there are different avenues to getting to the top. Also just, you know, and this is my, my opinion, but being students of the game, we need to figure out how we can, Get away from just like college scholarships all the time and winning, winning, winning and more of like there can be that. Right. But Mm -hmm. a development and a love for the game and understanding of the game and like analyzing the game and watching the game and coaching that instead of the way we see development in other countries or instead of like, yes, instead of just I'm going to pay all this money for my kid to be on this on this team because they're being sold or told that they're going to get to this level. Right. And I think that is an issue that can be looked into more. Men's national soccer team, we've got Colombia next on the 11th of October. And then uh, against Peru on the 16th. And then we go overseas for a couple of games. Mm -hmm. 
So that's, that's, right. that's we the play England in England. Wembley well, Stadium. Yeah. yeah, which Dave Wilson, one of the guys from the Real Football Show, is actually going to be in, be in Wembley yeah. for oh, that game. Cool. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> He is, uh, he's American spicy. Owls, American Owls have parties for all those. Uh, I got to put a plug in. <laughs> yes. We also, <laughs> also have night before and uh, pregame events in Cary and uh, Texas for the for the qualifiers. Cool. So, oh, um, yeah, we do it for every game. So if you happen to be in Cary or, or Texas for the uh, for the women's qualifiers coming up, go to our night before party or pregame uh, tailgate usually. I think both They're of those so are much tailgate. Fun. They're always fun. Yeah, because Perk just got back from Nashville, where we played Mexico on nine eleven. Yeah, and, uh, 9/11. Yeah, and uh, how was the uh, tailgate there? Uh, it's a night Did you play soccer darts. I, I took one kick of soccer darts and I made it <laughs> on the board. I didn't hurt myself. I didn't fall down, and so I stopped playing right there. So <laughs> smart. Uh, but yeah, it, it was fun. it was a very popular uh, uh, item to have there. Yeah, yeah. This life's well gigantic dartboard. Maybe twenty feet tall, maybe, and you, you know, with Velcro balls that stuck on there, it was a lot of fun. It was a big hit. So, talk some EPL real quick. You know, uh, should I even tell you the standings? I, although you West jumped Ham- up four spots. How about those hammers, baby? <laughs> hammers get out of relegation last week of that win over Everton, which I was like, what? I was watching that game, which is actually televised. I was like stunned. Watching that. <laughs> Chelsea in first place, though, Mister Chelsea over here. Yes. Liverpool, Man City, Watford, and Bournemouth round out the top five. Lori, anybody in the EPL, any uh, players, teams, any, things that you've seen, anything that, that you're kind of a f- favorite towards? You follow oh, Premier League closely? Oh, yeah, or? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Pep fan, so, and <laughs> I grew up being a Paul Scholes fan, so obviously Manchester United. Oh, wow. Paul Scholes is my favorite player of all time. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, that's the best player. That's amazing. Oh, we're, we're, like, we're the two. Yeah. So it's like, we're the two. Honestly, though, like Pep and all of these other players, huge fans of Paul. And they would always be like, Skulls is the only player that I'd bring over to Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So it's tough for me to um, sometimes cheer for Man City, but I do like Pep. And (laughs) they they weren't so great in the Champions League the other day. But uh, And then also I think the one I've been interested in is Spurs. They didn't didn't pay for any players during the... (laughs) For the off-season. Yeah, off-season at all. And I'm telling you, I was just talking about this the other day, too, at BN. The World Cup hangover is such a real thing to go from this heightened experience, so much emotional energy, to be, and then to like have to like come back and come off of that and perform at a high level again. And I think you're seeing that with the Spurs. And you have the exact they same team. They just lost that fit. Uh, 80% of what he mm-hmm. was last year, at, at most. Like, and, he and the World Cup point, hangover. Like, this is a new one. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. So she brought it up. So we might as well segue right into Champions League and guess who got a red card? Everybody knows who got a red card, man. Everybody on the planet knows who got a red card in the Champions League. Good gosh. Ronaldo gets a red card, gets sent off. They call it a soft they called it a soft penalty, but they gave him a red card anyway. I haven't seen it, but I heard about it from someone at work, which makes me think that it's big news because no one cares about soccer work. <laughs> it's a Ronaldo, uh, though. That's just it. I think they just. I heard he was crying when he, he came was. Out. He, he was crying. There's no crying. I mean, I think that reaction, though, I, I'm not a Ronaldo fan, but I think that reaction shows that he. That, this is, a, what did I hear yesterday? Like a hundred and some games that he's gone without getting a red card. So, I mean, this isn't a player that. Is vicious, right? Or known no, for? No. So I think his Should've reaction and yeah. his reaction. I think a lot of people were like, mm, "That was pretty soft, Fred." But yeah. you know, listen, I'm not a Ronaldo fan, so I'm kind of like, "Yes." And he just came. He just he just scored two goals in their game yeah, you, before with that. Juve, yeah, they went to you know. Ronaldo's sister. 
and asked her what she thought. <laughs> oh, for crying I didn't know that. Yeah. She said, quote, they want to destroy my brother. Oh, I'd oh, say that's... that, too, if my brother was Ronaldo, and he's like, a little bit of scratch here over here for your sister, a little help here. They're trying to destroy my brother. Did you guys watch the Liverpool PSG? That was one of the better games I've seen. Lauren and I were talking about that on the way over. I, haven't, I didn't get the chance to see it, but it sounds like it's an amazing back-and-forth yeah. game. Oh, it's fantastic. I had PSG winning that game, too, even though I knew Liverpool was going to be difficult. <laughs> and I thought I at least thought I was going to get the tie. It could have gone either way. I, I mean, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I was happy to see that. But Juventus with a red card in their game against Valencia, but they won 2 to nothing. <laughs> that, oh, that was, that was red Ronaldo's card red card, right? No, that Diego was Diego Costa spitting. Yeah, no, that's yeah, right. terrible. Spitting. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? But, uh, yeah, it's like but the lowest. It was really low. weird because yeah. he's he had not a head, known for uh, that. And, an elbow and a headbutt and a spit. Yeah, so he either had a really bad day or and, and he claims the guy was saying, you know, I just outrageous stuff, and the guy claims he wasn't. But yeah, it's that's just it's unlike him for one. But. The game we were told to watch out for last week, this week in Champions League was Young Boys versus Man United. <laughs> that was brought up to us last week, and they're what one of the Amsterdam team? Is that Young Boys is a Switzerland Swi- yeah. Switzerland team? Yeah. The Young more Boys than one, actually, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, Man United won three to nothing and won handily. So Pogba had two. Had of two course goals, he so. did. It's Paul Pogba. He's got his own shoe. Is he back? Is there, is he, was he ever around for Man U? <laughs> so will this be actually will he... not under Mourinho? He wasn't. Um, yeah. yeah, it's all kind of going against the script. Like the script was supposed to be there losing every game and they fire Mourinho, but that hasn't happened. <laughs> He's kind of cleaned up his act. Yeah. It's only been a couple of weeks since he, he like walked up. out. Right? <laughs> give him time. Give him time. Everyone's yeah. like, wait a second. Respect. Yeah. Respect. You're listening to the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5 and 1480 AM. You're listening to the Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. <laughs> Should be within the compass of Philippe Coutinho, a specialist in scoring spectacular goals. Coutinho it is, and that was one of his least spectacular efforts. Back in, Firmino! One Brazilian with a tame free kick, another more watchful Brazilian with a poacher's header. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015 and 1480 AM. It's Corey Donahue from, of course, the president of the American Outlaws, Perk, who's the president of the Lincoln American Outlaws chapter, and then this girl named Lori Lindsay, who just wandered in here, <laughs> played for a U.S. Olympic team, played for a U.S. women's team. Everything you can imagine, her resume is crazy. And she decides to join us this week because she's part of Lincoln Calling that's going on in Lincoln uh, Thursday through Sunday. Actually, started on Wednesday. But she's part of that. She's part of a wellness deal that's going on and maybe at the Husker soccer game Thursday night against Indiana. So, yeah, just it's great to have you on the show. Just kind of giving everybody a reset as to who's on the show this week. So, awesome. Guys, we have one segment left. We have literally flown through this week's show. It's just gone. I know we need more time. In the break, I found out that your favorite player is Paul Scholes, which I have never met. Well, very rarely meet someone like myself whose player favorite player growing up was Paul Scholes because he's like, he you know he's not a very outward outspoken. He was like a the roadie on a on a you know with a bunch of rock stars. <laughs> he was like you know he was not, he didn't like being in front of the camera. He didn't like doing interviews, but he's like the player's player, right? Like he had. He he could see passes ahead of everyone else, and he had the skill to pull them off. And like he's five foot seven or something, and like not fast and horrible tackling and all that. But like, <laughs> it's so fun to watch if you you know if you understood the game well. So it blew my mind to hear you say that. Um, oh yeah, far and away my favorite player. Really? Yeah. Have you ever met him? I haven't, but my favorite story is the one with Ronaldo. 
whether it's true or not, but they it's it's where Paul is like, I don't know why you have to do all that fancy stuff all the time, Ronaldo. And he's like, you know, I don't know. It's like 80 yards away, 60 to 80 yards away. There's a tree. And Paul's like, I'm going to put this ball here and just ping this tree. Right. And he, I'm kind of butchering the story, but we all get it. And so like pings it the first time. Right. And then Ronaldo is sitting there like trying to hit it pass after pass and like keeps missing it keeps missing it and paul's like yeah okay exactly so like just work on that and then (laughs) but that sums up paul's goals right like his just ability to like play balls on on a dime to strikers feet and set them up for goals is like unbelievable and he's not and if you don't know the game exactly Corey, like you said if you don't aren't familiar with the game you wouldn't know him because notice him because he's not flashy and you know i'm not going to compare myself to Paul Scholes, but that's how I wanted to play soccer is in to emulate my game. To place that ball exactly where you kicked it. And yeah, and just set up. players up. Like, my game was passing, and I was a horrible tackler and not fast either, even though my nickname's Lightning, and yeah, so no it was kidding. fantastic, was right? So, is that why you, that was your nickname? Yeah, it's a big, big old joke, right? Yep. Oh, I mean, no. I think against the average person, right, people would think of me, think of me as, like, a very athletic and fast right. person, right? But, like, when you're talking about the 1% in this world, World and oh, that I'm competing okay. against. No, it's like, eh, so sorry about that. <laughs> I can edit that. I think later. we should go out on Cornhusker and have Animal race Lori in a 100 yard dash. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. no, this is the one time I can have a guest on the show that I cannot beat in a foot race. <laughs> this is very, so actually, we talked about Paul Scholes on the show last week. Because Jamie Henderson is from, from oh, yeah. England. Mm-hmm. His favorite team is Man U. And he talked about the best game he went to, or the most memorable that, game, Paul, that's was Paul right. Scholes' testimonial game. Yeah. And oh, he was, he was at that game that. and saw the goals and some incredible goals. So yeah. it's yeah. weird that we've talked about him two weeks in a row. And he's a very, not unknown player, but he, he played with the Beckhams and the Gigs and all mm-hmm. this stuff. He played on a, on a big team. I mean, if you're involved and, in soccer, you know who he is, oh, right? Absolutely, yeah. But right. Like, he wouldn't be in the forefront, as Corey and I were mentioning. It's like, no one's going to be like, he's my favorite player yeah. consistently. And he, and he doesn't want the spotlight yeah. either. Yeah, exactly. Right. They, they had to talk him into the testimonial that Jamie No, Jamie I'm sure, yeah. About, so. Well, I, I'm sure, Laura, you follow me on Twitter, and you would have seen... Yeah, <laughs> 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 you would have seen... Well, what do you mean, yeah? <laughs> you would have seen that I retweeted. There was a great thing with him and Gary Neville sitting on a couch watching his 10 best goals like of all time and they're just sitting there and he's talking through what he remembers about him and he's just making like making light of every single one well i kind of <laughs> caught a hold of that one pretty good you know, yeah like, classic I mean, paul <laughs> mls this weekend dude look who's in first place in the west yeah, oh, yeah. buddy oh, yeah. Sporting KC is just killing it right now, man. Every cylinder. It's a 12-cylinder engine. Destroyed San Jose. Just, man. And, Peaking at the right time. And wow. And now they have Philadelphia at Philadelphia on Sunday. A noon kick, FYI. So there is there's just some very great, just awesome excitement around Sporting KC right now with you, the season coming down the way it is. You able to watch that game, Perk? Uh, I, I was not able to watch it, um, but uh, I... Uh, saw their schedule the rest of the way. Actually, I was at the sporting game when they played Orlando. Right. Um, but then uh, the rest of their schedule is pretty darn tough. The easiest game they play is LA Galaxy. Is their yeah. easiest team left. There's only about a month left in the uh, five games M- MLS season. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't want to switch gears too much, but speaking of San Jose, did you see what happened to San Jose-Atlanta game Wednesday night? No. So, a uh, couple scenarios. Best team in the league, worst team in the league for yes. one. It's at San Jose. Um, it's uh, that uh, Martinez, Joseph Martinez, yeah. best score in the world against Wando. In the league. In uh, league history. In the league sure. history uh, against Wando. And of course, Wando is chasing Landon Donovan's oh, yeah. record, right? And yeah. there's some crazy stuff happening with Atlanta right now. There is electricity with oh, this team. They're, the they're at 60 points right now in the oh, East. They're, they're killing everybody. Good. But uh, 
San Jose goes up four to one against Atlanta in like the seventy first minute or something. <laughs> no, they went up four to one. San Jose did. They went up four to one. God bless the but, uh, on a Wando goal, so it brings them closer to Landon Donovan's record. Um, they call a VAR replay from ninety seconds earlier in the other box, so they pull away uh, yes. Wando's goal, and Martinez gets. A PK. So now it's instead of being four to one, it's three to two. Uh, and uh, Atlanta gets two more goals. Martinez gets another goal. Sure. And so they end up, win, end up winning four to three. <laughs> I was wondering why you were telling me four because I'm like, yeah, 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 right here on this score I swear it says three, but oh, <laughs> I was like, I'll edit, I'll edit that later. That is <laughs> like, no, they had four goals. Well, we're sorry. Is that the end of it? That, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Sorry. That's amazing, though. That's... I get that question a lot, Corey. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. is that Are it? you done talking yet? <laughs> I didn't mean to be a jerk there. No, uh, we were at Justin's house and a bunch of us watching it, and uh, we were saying going into it, we're pretty much top of the West, they're bottom of the West. How? What are we going to do to lose this game? One nothing. Like, there's no doubt in our mind we're going to lose. But then Sporting were fantastic, and I think they won five one. It was at least four one. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Gerso goal was it? Okay. The, where he gets two, put through it? clean and, okay. and chips the goalie on his first touch was one of the goals of the season for me. Wow. I thought it was beat, beat him five to one. It was five to one. Wow. Excellent game. It was. It, I mean, yeah, it was a great right time finally. There was like your sporting. Go, sorry, good. It was. It was in San Jose. There was like thirty people there. Because well, obviously, because San Jose is terrible, they their fans are a lot of their fans are protesting of the front uh, front office. Oh, they're no. trying to. Get it, get new people in charge over there for some reason. They don't think they're investing in players correctly and some other things. And now on. that you are, and, and and Lori, this is a good for you because you now get to see all the politics from the outside of this as opposed to being in a locker room and you hear the little whispers and politics and this person's not happy and this person's not happy. Now you get to see it from like, you get to see everybody's view of it. You know? Oh, absolutely. Because you would hear it when you were in the locker room, too. And then it was like, felt so much more intense. Now you're away. You're like, ha ha ha. I'm not totally involved directly. That is awesome. I could just watch and I don't have to do anything about it. It's stressful just to be able to. No, and actually, I kind of joke because now that I'm retired, you feel even more of a sense of responsibility to continue to push the game forward, whatever that, in whatever capacity. And thank you for doing that. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to mention, um, but right around 2011, you, you talked about that uh, Abby Wambach's header, that game against uh, Brazil was such a turning point. That was around the time the American Outlaws had gotten big enough that we we decided we we're going to do every night before and every pregame for the women's games like we did for the men's. Up to, up to that point, we would do the big ones, but not every single friendly so we, we made the jump then, and um, we've been doing supporter sections behind the goal for every game mm-hmm. since then. And I apologize we didn't do it when you were there in 2011. Uh, <laughs> All right, Jill, bring me back in. I'm going to need another call-up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I uh, is it is it um, – I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to roll a bunch of questions into one, but as you watch the team now, like how, what are the biggest changes – Watching them now compared to when you were playing, like it, you talked about, the average attendance is like fifteen thousand now, whereas mm-hmm. it was five thousand for that game previously. And um, it, and it does it matter having loud drums banging and supporters and all that behind you, making all that racket? Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it is like the greatest thing what you all are doing and the support cool. that you show us. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would say the major differences 
um, is exactly what you mentioned, which is just like I think the support across the board now. And I talked right. about the 2011 kind of being the catapult consistently putting women's soccer on the map. And I think you see that for sure, too, because, you know, when I was playing and even now, I mean, because I'm still heavily involved in, in football, that you see them how social media has changed our lives in every aspect, sure, right? Yeah. And so I think everything is just more heightened. Um, when I was playing, we would have, we had Instagram and we had Twitter, but those were really just starting to take evolve, shape yeah. yeah, and evolve. And now that is like the source of everyone's news. That's where they're going to get right. your daily news, right? And so uh, just to see that and you can, and with Insta Story stuff, it makes fans feel like they know the players and in some that's in some, res- yeah. some respects that's awesome and in others it's like Vincent you do something right it's, it's not- good and bad because so, yeah. you don't know, the have the media team is, filter I mean, these are like these are like <laughs> real people these are actually people these are cool people you see their fun stuff they do too mm-hmm. and it's bad you can actually tweet directly at someone too yeah. in a negative way but but the, the good is really good yeah and I think um, also another thing is that we just finished or actually excuse me we have our um, shout out to the NWCL championship which is this Saturday uh, 4.30 uh, Eastern 1.30 I think it's the actual game. I think the coverage starts prior to that. So check your local listings. It's but on, uh, Lifetime, right? But yeah, it's on Lifetime on Saturday. It's a massive game. It's Portland versus North Carolina. Rematch of last year, but in Portland. And talk about... We pick supporters culture. We pick oh, supporters culture. I mean, Portland's doing it right, yeah. right? So, so if, if, uh, if we got, North Carolina's going to lose, they're going to lose in Portland. Um, pin her down. Pin her yeah. down. I am going to go with... Only, yeah, North Carolina's yeah, only yeah, lost yeah, once yeah, all yeah, season. Yeah. Ah! All right. North they Carolina, bo- I'm going with North Carolina. Okay. Uh-huh. And see, she says. Yeah. Does that hurt you? Because okay, you went to the University of Virginia. Does that hurt you when you uh, actually predict North Carolina to win uh, something? No, I just think it's going <laughs> to It's tough for... It, I just don't know with this game. Usually okay. I would be pretty, like, like firm on my decision. And this one, I, I think with the support that Portland gives their team, I think that's a massive ad- advantage. I think... Portland's starting to come into their own as a team. And then, but North Carolina, I think their belief in what Paul Riley has done with that team in terms of they're, they're limiting the their mistakes and the belief they have in each other, it's they can pull out wins even if they're not playing their best their best football. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a tough one. I'm just looking for a good match. There you go. Corey Perk. <laughs> Lori, it's an honor to have you on the show. But believe it or not, it's over, guys. We've got to wrap up the show. It was too quick. One more hour, Animal. One more hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Five well, thanks hours. for having me. This is fun. This is fantastic. No, yeah, welcome Thank to Lincoln. Welcome, Thank you. Uh, good luck with Lincoln calling the night. I'll be there. Okay, great. Uh, I, hopefully, we have a good crowd uh, showing up. What time you. is it at in where uh, again? 5 o'clock, 5 to 7 Sorry. at the Graduate Hotel, <laughs> right downtown the Old Holiday Inn. And uh, it's uh, Lori with a couple of her friends are coming in, too, from Pennsylvania yep. and Lawrence, Kansas. and. Yep. Um, it should be a really cool panel, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Exactly. Lori Lindsay, professional soccer player. First pro we've had on the show. How yes. cool is oh, that? I love it. And that yeah. is so cool. Put it down in that bio. Could <laughs> <laughs> be our first tweet, too. Yeah, first tweet. Corey, always good to see you, dude. Thanks for having me. You know, and Perk, of course, you're, I'm sure you're lining up our next uh, get-together. It'd be great if you could come in and, you know, Lori, if you could come in for one of the, the games next year to watch it at Captain Jack's, uh, you know, for the World Cup. Yeah, I would love yeah, to have you. That'd be very back. cool, yeah. you know. So, we'll, obviously, we'll be in touch. We'll get your contact info. But, hey, it is The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5 and 1480 AM.